0: Hey everyone, welcome to a very, very special episode of the Martin Sibley Show. We've got a very big launch and announcement to make, but before we do get into the thick of that, I just want to remind you all that every weekday on my social channels, so Twitter, Facebook, YouTube and LinkedIn, and that's obviously with Martin Sibley, Martin with a Y, there is the Daily Sib, which is where I'm interviewing awesome influencers from the disabled community we're hearing what they're up to we're getting their insights their wisdom but most importantly the audience have got a chance to ask questions and share thoughts as well live so it's a really lovely interactive session as well we've got regular people that are joining every day we've got people dipping in and out depending on the guests so yeah please do um, have a look in the next weekday that you're available at noon that's UK time, and uh, we've got some really cool people lined up already in the the next week. So on to today's episode. I have been doing lots of blogging and being an influencer myself for over a decade. I co-founded Disability Horizons with Shrin and also Accomable with Shrin, the travel website, and um, all sorts of community initiatives, entrepreneurial initiatives, and the launch today is a brand new influencer marketing agency in partnership with the GOAT, who are Europe's largest growing influencer marketing agency in terms of general mainstream advertising and marketing world. And along with the team at Disability Horizons and various other freelancers and experts and influencers in the disability space, we are partnering up with the GOAT agency to form Purple Goat. So for those that don't know, Purple, well, actually, you'll be able to hear why it's called Purple Goat in the in the next episode as we get into the thick of it. But yeah, there's a bit about why we named it Purple Goat. You'll be hearing about the, the benefits of brands and why this is a really big opportunity for brands and businesses to finally really listen and engage and advertise to disabled people. You'll learn about how it's going to help disabled influencers that until now don't maybe get as many brands actually looking to pay them um, as much as other non-disabled influencers maybe are getting Um, and really how this is just going to make a big difference to disabled people as consumers and as a community. So the interview is between myself and Aaron Shepherd. Aaron is one of the co-founders at The Goat. He's leading on it because this went out on a live stream on the goat channels but a lot of the daily sib live viewers joined us as well and really we just have a fascinating chat all about this this brand new launch so I really hope you enjoy this episode if you have any other questions as always please don't hesitate to get in touch with me and yeah have a grab a tea get a snack and I hope you enjoy this latest episode of the Martin Sibley Show podcast
1: All right, I think we are live. Just going to wait a minute or so just to get um, notifications through. You there, Martin?
0: Yep, I'm here.
1: Great. Okay, we've gone live. Got the notification. All right. Well, an exciting day. Um, a very exciting day. Something we've been we've been working on for. For a long time, um, maybe I'd love you to. You, you know, I'm, I'm I'm sure there's some viewers coming over from your channel um, from the Daily Sib, which is great. Great to see all those people over here. Um, I know you've been on um, you've been on our channel a couple of times, but for those that aren't aware of who you are, why don't you tell people who you are, Martin?
0: Sure. So everyone wherever you're tuning in from today. It's great to be on on the live stream with the the GOAT guys and Aaron. Um, So yeah, I'm I'm Martin. I am a wheelchair user. Um, So since I was about three, I've had to use a wheelchair due to my disability, which is called spinal muscular atrophy. So on a personal level, I've had to try and overcome the many barriers around the physical environment, people's attitudes and um, policies and procedures around government and uh, businesses, as we'll get on to later, and uh, other institutions. But um, yeah, I've studied economics and marketing. I've worked at a disability charity for five years, so uh, a basing in uh, disability rights. And since 2009, I've been blogging. So some might say a, a digital native influencer, if we get into some of the lingo. Um, but basically, it's been about telling my story of what it is to be a, a guy in now 2020 with a disability, um, but also built up a community on Disability Horizons with my amazing team there, and um, co-founded a travel website which we sold to Airbnb. So very much about using marketing media for inclusion of disabled.
1: Great. I mean, I, I so I think we we should sort of tell people what what Purple Ghost is. Um, you know, we. You and I have been speaking for the last, you know, probably six to nine months, but but seriously for the last three or four months planning this. Um, yeah. And when I spoke to you um, three or four months ago properly, the when you explained to me what was going on in this community and some of the numbers that, um, you know, uh, brands were, were targeting towards and things like that, when I actually started to see the numbers, I couldn't believe the The opportunity I couldn't believe the issue that there was Um, primarily from my side I see it as a as a financial opportunity for brands I think there's a huge benefit to the community as well but the opportunity we see is that brands are missing a trick here potentially so maybe just to get into it we are launching um, purple go as of today we've just launched it uh, a few minutes ago we've been briefing our teams on it for the past um a couple of weeks and getting them up to speed and everything that's going on um, and today's today's the day so what is purple goat purple goat is a a marketing agency um, in a similar guise to the goat agency um so it's going to offer similar services to goat in the sense of uh, content creation organic a paid a strategy creative etc um the big difference is it's targeted at one community one big undervalued community and that being the disabled community. Um, So a really, really exciting, exciting day. Um, You know, I'm sure I'm sure there'll be a lot of questions on the back of it. But you know, from from my side, just very proud to get here feel like it's a a big opportunity for us to to make some changes in the world. Um, What's your what's your thoughts? Day one, after all the work to get here? How are you feeling?
0: Good. I, I dug out my only purple t-shirt for the occasion. I've no noticed. So <laughs> I should have done that. No, it, it, it's, it's phenomenal. I mean, I think, you know, when you look at, so people don't realise that there's 14 million disabled people in the UK. That's, a, as you say, it's a lot of people that have just not really been seen by brands as a customer base for for all sorts of different reasons that, Purple Goat is gonna help address and, and find solutions. And the way that transpires in a spending power, than, and so some people might wonder why it's Purple Goat as well. So purple is the spending power of disabled people. In the UK alone, it's 250 billion pounds a year, and globally it's eight trillion. So as you said, Aaron, it's for brands. There's an absolute business case around employing disabled talent, around accessible goods and services and where we're very much at is inclusive marketing because 0.06 0.06% of adverts have disabled people in them versus the 22% of society. So um there there's a kind of lot of things that have just been ignored but I think we're at a really nice time in 2020 where we can really make this right for everybody.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the, the when when I understood those numbers, 22% versus 0.06%, I mean, that, you don't need to be a marketeer to see the opportunity there. You know, the audience gets advertised to 1 360th of the time that a normal audience gets advertised. So basically, one day a year, brands advertise to that community and the rest of it, they don't bother. Um, you know, we, we work with lots of different communities, whether it be, um, you know, the goat agency, I mean, whether it be gaming or whether it be sports or whether it be parent community or whatever it may be. And it's and it's all different, but none of those communities are underserviced in the way that, that this is. You know, there's there's only 600,000 vegans. You know, we've done loads of vegan campaigns. We, we've done some disability campaigns too, but nowhere near the same extent because brands don't have haven't historically had the appetite for that so i think when you see that six hundred thousand vegans versus 14 million um in the disabled community but there's more advertising towards vegans around greggs and stuff like that than there is trying to bring that community in there i think that's the the real opportunity um yeah. it's wide open
0: yeah i you know i had a train journey a few months back for work up to manchester and back in a day And I had various issues with getting on and off the train with my wheelchair that would be very easily fixable with a couple of, you know, focus groups with wheelchair users. And then back to what we're saying about making everyone know that these easy adjustments have been made. Um, But whilst I was on that train journey, every train station had about the vegan burgers for different fast food. And then when we yeah. found out the difference you and I but of the six hundred thousand vegan community and the 14 million disabled people community, it was like what how how can that be?"
1: yeah and so you know I, I think it brings us to why why is this happening because brands want to make money to be clear. we're an agency that fundamentally delivers business results for our clients and the you know the 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 main reason I want to do this is because I believe. That's right. That this will deliver business results. The the reason that's very very close behind is we believe, as a part of that, we will also improve the state of the world for potentially fourteen million people in the UK, for example. And that's a that's obviously a benefit. But we're not going to brands. We're not going to go to brands and say, oh, people are going to judge you, or people are going to you know think you're good if you do this. It's about there's an audience here that has spending power how do we get them into your stores how why aren't you trying to win that community into your um into your premises into your services whatever it may be
0: yeah and that's what disabled people disabled customers want you know that we we have a history around the the charity model and you and I have you know spoke at length that charity in its own right is great and there's lots of positive, amazing charity initiatives, but particularly in the disability world, we don't want charity or sympathy or pity. And, and this word vulnerable has been bounded around a lot with the coronavirus is in the context of the virus, yes, there's a vulnerability, but I don't want to be known as the vulnerable guy in society. So yeah, I, I think as you say, it's we're just citizens, voters, customers and we just want to be treated like
1: that yeah and and customers that spend 250 billion a year right that's the that's the reality of it you know these are not customers with a a massively decreased spending power or anything like that these are these are customers just like anyone else i think i think what prohibits people is a lack of a lack of understanding from the community you know i mean and I, i i have that i'm not in the i'm not in this community so you know the 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 end of the purple goat deck's very clear that you know nothing about us without us now that means nothing about a specific community without somebody in that community having a say on that so it's not me to be clear i can't go and advise brands what to do here um, it's about getting people that are actually living in that community to be able to say no i'm not offended by that i love that rather than someone that isn't trying to think oh let's be really careful here let's be So I think because brands actually don't want to make bad decisions or don't want to hurt people's feelings or don't want to do that, they end up doing nothing. And so those 14 million people, basically, brands don't do anything with them because they're worried about hurting their feelings. And, you know, certainly speaking to you and other people in the community, I haven't heard that at all. I haven't heard anybody go, oh, yeah, I don't like when they use that or when they like people are much more concerned about the actions. What are they actually doing?
0: Yeah, actually and I think, you know, when we look at any marketing campaign, there will be a part of a community or a marketplace that won't vibe with it, they won't quite click with it. But that's that's marketing. You know, the, the internet, we're all aware of trolls and all the rest of it. Like that so there are people in the disability community that may take umbrage with it, but the point of purple goat is that we're gonna speak with the disabled community to find a consensus on solutions and initiatives and things that brands can do that are gonna be valuable, as we say, valuable, not vulnerable is our tagline.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and I think that that's absolutely the case that, you know, there's always be that little bit of but a tiny a few people, but that shouldn't spoil the party for everyone as it seems to have done lately.
1: Yeah. It's what are you we were, you know, we were obviously going to do this anyway. We were going to launch this at the end of May, actually, um, when we were planning on moving into a new office. Um, the This group of people, it's actually a slightly different group of people because it's really including the elderly properly, um, is now being talked about maybe more than at any other time in in the last 30 or 40 years. What impacts, both positive and negative, do you think we might see out the back of that?
0: Yeah, I mean, so I touched briefly before on the word vulnerable and the sort of, we have to be careful that decisions that are made within the very serious context of the coronavirus. And so I think there are things that have been decided by government and by society that, that are fine with where we are today. But um, there are things that when the coronavirus is passed, we have to just keep an eye on certain laws that were, relaxed around care support and 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 there's sort of talk about within the healthcare system would people in that community get access to ventilators and ICU? And so there, there's a lot around value of life that's being debated um within the current context. But I think much more where Purple Goat is, and we're looking way, way beyond COVID-19 as well,
1: mm-hmm. is
0: that I think COVID-19 has, has shown that people can work at home and that's very useful for many parts of disabled people so it could open up jobs in a way that maybe wasn't before. Um, I think you know a lot of disabled people have always wanted to get their food delivered whether it's takeaway or grocery shopping and we're seeing that the whole world are demanding that more at the moment for obvious reasons so yeah yeah, I, I think and even home education, home leisure, Like I watched the National Theatre streaming with my fiancé a couple of weeks ago with James Corden. Now I'm able generally to go in my wheelchair and get to London and do a bit of theatre, but it also can be more tiring and difficult in the winter. So if I could get a bit of my theatre fix in December from home and pay to access that. So I think consumption... And culture and consumption is changing in general. But there's definitely a lot of positives for disabled people with this as well.
1: I I I I certainly see it. I see, you know, changes being made. I agree. I think there's a there's a you know, that there's there's a bit of caution that has to be there as well, particularly when we come out around the carers and things like that. I think I mean I've been I've been a a, a really strong proponent of people working in an office, centrally in an office. And This this period of time has definitely changed my mind around that. And we will never go back to having everybody in the office every day. Never. So, you know, I think it's definitely going to create more of an atmosphere just on a goat point of view to having more work from home, which then obviously creates more opportunity. If you have in your head, everybody has to come into the office every day and someone isn't able to do that, you end up ruling them out for no real reason, whereas if it was actually a much more flexible working um, system and I remember when you and I were talking about this a couple of months ago we we're talking about so when are you going to come into the office Martin and it was sort of a well when I need to like when I really like yeah. if I have to go I'll go but like I don't want to be doing it for the sake of it and I get it I I, I completely understand it and I think when all workplaces move towards a more work from home you won't even notice the disability side of things because it won't be a barrier the the travel to and from the office um, I think the world going virtual is certainly a positive um, anybody that has any limits in movement this is going to you know remove some of those barriers for them hopefully um, yeah you know for all of us I'm going to commute less to be clear it's not you know I think everybody is is just realizing that we're wasting time on that sort of stuff um,
0: yeah but, so I definitely yeah.
1: think that will be a that would be a big, um, a big move. We have got some questions coming in, so let me try and answer some of those. On um, there's a lot of people talking very positively about it, which is great. Really appreciate that. Um, Joshua Daniels, will the Purple Agency also be able to lobby to improve not just the marketing, the marketing targeting for disabled people, but also the general accessibility? Um, I think. I mean, from my point of view, I think they go hand in hand. Um, Absolutely, I, think, I was
0: going to say the same.
1: Yeah, yeah I think that's that's certainly what, what Martin and I, you know, the, the whole valuable, not vulnerable. I think when brands start to treat people um, in the disabled community as the same from a value point of view as every other consumer, then they will be forced for their own benefit, for their own profitability, to make themselves accessible. One example Martin and I were talking about which we will be talking to our supermarket clients about, I won't name who that is at this point, but 14 million people in the UK, there's 1.2 million people in in wheelchairs, Martin, just over a million people. Um, Now I'm not someone that's in a wheelchair, so I'm taking this secondhand from speaking to Martin, Um, but obviously going around a, a supermarket where everything's on, you know, a certain number of things are on the top shelf, for example, obviously creates a barrier there. Now, What if one of the major supermarkets, whether it was one day a week or whether it was regularly, decided to remove that top shelf? How many of the people in wheelchairs, that 1.2 million people, what percentage of those would change where they shopped at? If they usually shopped at um, Asda, for example, or Sainsbury's, would they move to Tesco or the other way around? Right. And so that in our minds is the way to do it is to show the brands that if they actually value this community and specifically market to them, that there will be a financial benefit to doing that. The the thing to get a supermarket to do this is not to say, oh, you'll get a load of PR and everyone will think you're great. It's to say, you currently have 200,000 of this community shopping with you. If you spend X, we can get 300,000 of that community shopping with you. That is what will make brands make decisions.
0: Yeah, and I, mean, I think there's the, the physical environment, You're quite right. you quite rightly said, Aaron, about, you know, if, for example, if there's not a ramp to get in something like a restaurant, mm-hmm. I can't go. So with my friends and my family, we can't, we won't use that restaurant. We'll go to another restaurant that has got ramp and access. So there, there, there's my spending as an individual, but for social things, there's that broader group, two, three, four people that would come with me along to to whether it's a restaurant or a bar or whatever. But I also think when we look at digital, and you and I have talked as well about the segmenting of the disabled community, like there's someone like myself in a wheelchair, there's someone with a visual impairment Mm -hmm. or deaf and hard of hearing, et cetera, et cetera. So if you've got a website, but a blind person can't use the website because of their condition, you're basically turning their their customer away as well. And there was a report done, I can't remember off the top of my head the value, but it was called the click away pound. And it was millions of pounds, if not billions, are lost because people can't make the transaction. So there's money in the pocket, but they, they want to spend it, but they're not able to. And so I think you've got physical spaces, digital spaces, you've got customer service so they're all parts of a business and and in recruitment and retention as well um it's across the board that there are opportunities so yeah i, I think there's so much there for, for us to help brands with it's an exciting time
1: yeah absolutely There is. um and i think going into that martin i think it's important to to talk about you know that that segmentation so the the nothing about is without us now that doesn't you know, as, as that certainly doesn't include me, but it doesn't include you on everything either, right? You you have an authority to speak certainly about people that have a similar condition to you, um, and then more generally about people whose condition is maybe similar, but somebody that's that's blind or is hard of hearing or or um, something else. Like you're obviously uh, a touch removed, so it's critical that we have people from all of those communities within Purple Go, and that's that's the team that you're, that you're building, isn't it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I blogged, I was in Mallorca on an influencer trip and blogged about how it was for me and someone else with the same condition that I've got went a year later, and there were some difficulties for him that weren't brought up because of the fact that I had, you know, have a different need. So, I mean, I think that there's a lot around information that is just factually there once someone is looking when they're booking a holiday or whatever consumer decision they're making there will be some underlying okay has it got what I need for me as an individual but on the positive the fact that I was in Mallorca and blogged about it showed it was possible to lots of disabled people so I think there's those two sides to you know I'm able to advocate for my community and even then individuals have to still check for themselves and that's just normal. But yeah, we did a project recently for a pharmaceutical company and we brought in experts and influencers from those other sub-communities that you mentioned because I I can't advocate or speak on behalf of those. So yeah, it's, it's a total community effort and the nothing about us without us comes from disability activism. It's been Around decades and it was from when, you know, disabled people were segregated more and weren't as visible in society. So it shows how far we've come. But I think we're at that next frontier now.
1: It certainly feels like it. It certainly feels like it. And all of these things fall down ultimately because of money. Unfortunately, that that is just the way the world works. And when the when you know that that's where we are, we're at a um a scale of financial power that this community has that they just cannot be ignored. And there'll be brands that really focus on them over the next couple of years, reap huge rewards, and then realize that, you know, they'll never go back from that. They'll, you know, the fact that 18 to 30 year olds, which, you know, as a marketeer, the vast majority of of briefs that I get are going to be targeted at that audience. There's less than 10 million of those in the UK. So there's more of the disabled community than there are 18 to 30-year-olds. And the number of campaigns, the, the billions of pounds that get spent chasing 18 to 30-year-olds is staggering. I'm not saying don't do that. You're doing that. Sure. Because there's a financial return to do that. But there's also a financial return here.
0: And I think it's good to talk about the, the brand benefit as well. Like the idea you mentioned the other day, Aaron, that there are restaurants that say open for parents for a particular hour of the week, and then they get lots of parents with their kids to come in. You yeah. see a little bit of that, you get um, a sort of autism shopping hour, I think at ASDA, and I know that some uh, theater shows and cinemas have a kind of learning disability showing. So there's bits and bobs going on, but they, no one really sings about that and celebrates that to the community, with the community. And in the end, like, the the benefits as a brand are that disabled people might go even not just for that particular hour but just because they feel seen and welcomed by that brand but also like you look at green and sustainable branding you know there are customers that would only buy products because they are socially good and I think we'll see a lot of that with particularly younger consumers they're going to say I'm only going to use your brand if you're inclusive to disabled people as well as you know green and sustainable
1: absolutely so uh, a couple of questions um first one I've got one um from Ismail Pineda is Purple Goat staff mainly going to be integrated by disabled people um are we mainly going to hire people from the community
0: I think there's a there's a double side to the answer so yes the absolute Idea is that we want talented disabled people to be in the agency and to to get a lot of that diversity and disability involved. But on the same point, there won't be tokenism. We need people that are skilled in marketing, media, influencing. So absolutely, we want to get more people from the community, but we also want it to be inclusive, and we want people that aren't disabled to feel just as able to apply and be involved and inclusion goes both ways as far as I'm concerned
1: yeah I, I think I think that's actually right we're going to find the best people we can but if you're in the community you have an advantage here that's that's the key right yeah. so if you've got two people that are because the, same of the yourself, one of them's in the community one of them isn't a hundred percent we're going to take the person in the community because they've got context and insight and you know the whole point is nothing about us without us so you know we definitely need people from that community but martin's right there's you know i i'm i'm going into business with martin because martin's super competent and an entrepreneur that's it right there's there's nothing else to do with that yes he's in this community but there's never been anything other than we're business partners and that's that uh, and i think that has to be the the basis if it is equality it's equality um you know i don't treat martin any differently does that mean that i'm going to take, you know, his situation into account if he asks for it, yes, but I'm not gonna push that sympathy on him. I think that's that's the key, certainly from my side. Um, question from Catherine Dean as well, Tom, if you're listening, if you could throw that one up. The concern I have is that people with underlying health conditions will want to be socially isolating until there is a vaccine, approximately 18 months away. Unless we have the right to refuse to come into work, we will still have employers discriminating. Um I think yep. that I mean I think Catherine's right and she'll know more about this than than I will. I think there will be a change in in employer attitudes, both primarily because everybody's working from home. And so, you know, if one of our if if for example three months ago somebody at GOATs wasn't able to come into work at all, we might have had a problem. Now, if that was the case, And if we come out in two months and they can't come in, it's not going to be a problem at all because we're so used to working from home. So I'm hoping these couple of months where everyone's working from home will change employers attitudes towards people working from home. Um, But there's definitely a um, you know, there's a there is a danger of, of people being sort of swept under the carpet here if they are stuck at home for 18 months when everyone else goes back to normal. What do you think, Martin?
0: Yeah, we touched earlier, didn't we, on there are risks within the current context of corona that we have to be cautious of as it starts to, as we come out of lockdown and things, some things go back to whatever normal was before. Um, And and I think, you know, when you look at disability rights in the bigger picture, there's lots of parts of the jigsaw. So I was speaking earlier on today uh, to a guy that's a human rights lawyer, and so there is the Equalities Act and the the legal side. And of course, there's just the moral, you know, the, it's the right thing to do. But as you and I keep saying, Aaron, that with the brand and the marketing approach, it's where the money is no longer the reason not to do something. Um, and I think, you know, in the case, and I, I know Catherine well, and hi, Catherine, and thanks for joining us on the live today. It's good to good to see you here. Um, and I know that those sort of things should be under the Equalities Act, but I think when we start to work more with disabled influencers and we give more of a voice to disabled people across the board, these sort of things won't be got away with. It would be more in the public eye, and that employer would get a lot of bad pr for doing something like that and their brand would be tarnished so for me that's where the brand side comes in again
1: yeah i agree i agree I and mean, listen we're gonna bang that drum as loud as we possibly as, as as loud as we possibly can throughout this you know there's i i believe the way to get brands to do this is by making it a financial decision but that doesn't mean that there isn't a um an ethical layer behind this of course there is um sure. Um, and that more people will be impacted by COVID risk, e.g., asthma, not traditional disabilities. Yeah, I, I think that's certainly obviously the link from asthma, um, you know, is obviously a is a high risk. Um it expands the community, if anything.
0: Yeah, well, we keep talking, don't we? Like someone mentioned the call yesterday about whether tinnitus would be included, and you know, that there's thousands of individual health conditions that would be regarded as within the disability community the fact is if a brand wants the really specific fine we'll we'll work with the experts and influencers in that community so whatever on the health side it is we'll we'll be able to work with the right people
1: yeah it's 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 niche content to niche audiences at scale isn't it it's no different to what we do every day we don't just use the gaming community for example so that wouldn't the gaming community draw a similarity to the disabled community but within the gaming community you've got the fifa community you've got the league of legends community you've got Fortnite, you've got all these other games where just because somebody plays one doesn't mean they play another one and a fifa fan might hate all the other games and an f1 fan might only like that one so at GOAT, we don't just have gaming experts. We have someone, mm-hmm. if we're doing a League of Legends campaign, it'll be someone that plays League of Legends. So if we're doing a campaign and it's targeted at the blind community or something even more specific than that, then, you know, I think it's absolutely critical that we're represented by somebody that is themselves within that community. Um, ideally, as a full-time member of staff at GOAT, you know, if not, then freelanced in for the for that project to ensure that we're, that we're utilising um, people from that community.
0: Yeah and I think some technologies are an important point to touch upon because obviously the fact that a lot of businesses can all operate from home at the minute is down to internet and various softwares and hardwares and all the rest of it and I think we've seen a lot of um, accessibility and um, empowering technology for disabled people and that's only going to increase so I think you were mentioned there was a, a product that was able to read what what was in front of someone who would be blind, for example. Mm, yeah. So there's this technology that that is often made for disabled people, but also like Siri was made for disabled people and it's now on everyone's iPhone. So it's quite interesting that disabled people are often early adopters of technology. That later then goes into the mainstream and I think that's back to that valuable not vulnerable narrative that we're trying to get across.
1: Well I 100% agree and it makes it makes sense Um, you know tech really deals with isolation doesn't it and so anybody that's Mm. isolated because of anything you're going to have tech to try and help I mean that's the big hope now is that tech's going to move forward in the next you know for Catherine's worry about or what if we're in lockdown in isolation for the 18 months? My hope is that in two or three months, people will start releasing some tech products that change how we all communicate and change how we all feel. Yeah. You know, I've got the um, the Facebook portal. I don't know if anyone, I, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's yeah. like, it's a completely different level of like visual um, interaction in your home. Like my parents have got one. My brother's got one. Uh, my auntie, and uncle have got one. We do quizzes on them and like the, in the living room Mm -hmm. it follows you around the room like it will zoom in on you wherever you are and stuff like that so i've got no idea if it had any um angle around um disability in the creation of it but it would definitely help because you're never going to have to worry about screen or audio like it increases the mic if i'm a meter away or i'm 15 meters away the audio is exactly the same like it's really really clever um And so those sorts of improvements, I think, is what's going to happen at a much quicker pace over the next year than the last few years, because we have to. We need innovation right now. Um, And so, you know, I'm really hoping that those things will help uh, not just the disabled community, but all of us in staying connected. You know, there's a universal problem beyond just the disabled community with regards lockdown. So, you know, there's never been more incentive to go and do this
0: for you know and when you look at so I've got Amazon Alexa in the bedroom because when I'm out of my chair I can't really use my smartphone so voice has become really empowering for someone like myself and that's connected to the hive heating and the lamp so I can turn lights on and off and do the heating with my voice as well so there's already stuff going on that's very useful but I, I can't think of a marketing campaign where there's a disabled person or disabled people talking about how amazing their Amazon Alexa is for their particular situation that would only encourage others like them to want to get that or similar kind of technology. So yeah, it's back to, there are things already that brands have done that are good. They just need to be more confident in, in celebrating how it benefits disabled people
1: yeah I think I think you're absolutely right um I think you're absolutely right are there are, are there any more questions from anyone on on YouTube or LinkedIn if you want to um comment any of those we'll we'll try and get to those um so I just want to talk to you personally Martin big day obviously um personally you've you're sort of coming into a into a new entity it's sort of an end of one phase of, of life and into a into another one um when are you painting your house purple you know all that sort of stuff if someone sent you a painted goat yeah if not i'll
0: check i'd have to uh, get that signed off with my boss who's gasha and my fiance yeah. <laughs> on, yeah. the, on, the ha- on the paint in the house purple but yeah no it, it as you say it is a very landmark moment that that where we are we can really really ramp up the impact and inclusion. I mean, you know, as I said at the beginning, on a personal level, every day is a bit more difficult than it probably could be if things were a bit more designed for everybody and included for everybody. And as a community, I, you know, I work with so many talented people that just are facing other types of barriers as well. And so I think for me on that mission level, it's, it's amazing to get disabled people's voice heard in a new area with new people and decision makers. But yeah, as a someone that studied economics and a master's in marketing, you know, it's it's a personal dream come true to partner with yourself, Aaron and the GOAT who I've been obviously watching your vlog and I've met the guys in the office a couple of talks I gave last year. And I'm um, I'm excited to speak with the brands because I know that everyone at the brand is gonna be aware of disabled people. And I know that they're going to want to do something, but I'm I'm interested in what has held them back, and very much just like let's find solutions. You know, if we start with smaller things and quick wins, let's be pragmatic. But also, you know, if if they're bold enough and ready, let let's go big and really really make this a lasting impact.
1: Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't have said it better myself, and and I can assure you, the honor's ours. Um, you know, we we we're delighted to to be launching this with you um is a couple more questions what consumer industry will you be focusing on this question from archie slade and um we will be cross vertical we'll be across every different industry that what we will be focusing on is the disabled community the 14 million people in the uk and the larger community around the world that's that's what we're focusing on whether it's with a game whether it's with a, a sports club or a a supermarket or a fashion company it doesn't make any difference. Um, the disabled community uses all of these verticals like every other consumer group does, um, and so you know it's 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 about targeting that community specifically. Goats is already doing the other side of it, so um, you know there's it, this drops in for us um, really really well. But it's about it's about really focusing on on the community, and if 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 Martin. If we're, you know, sending the first, um, you know, person in a um, in a wheelchair to space, or we're doing something with a a, a tampon provider or with a, a supermarket, it, it it doesn't matter to us. It's about providing value to this community and brands being able to see profit because of it. And I think that's the key. Both sides have to work. And if we can show brands that hey, when you talk to this community, you make money, and then obviously the community gets spoken to in a way that's specific for them and actually helps them, then it feels like everybody wins in that in that mechanic.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's great. I know it was cool when we um, spoke with uh, the, the team at the GOAT yesterday to, to launch it internally. There was just a lot of positive feedback and excitement to, to get involved with it as well, which was lovely to see.
1: Oh, I'm getting messages. I've had... So many people call me and be like, Can I so let me talk about Purple Go? Is there is there a potential role for me there? Is it <laughs> you can just give it a step, guys? Um yeah. So I'd, from... I'd, I'd
0: likewise with the, the disability horizons team, we've got Liz and Chris who have been in the trenches with me um on our magazine and doing some smaller scale agency work. Um and our volunteers as well. They're just excited that we're going to that next level. So yeah, it's uh, oh, a lot of positivity yeah. around our
1: yeah, no, 100%. No, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to meeting both of them properly and certainly, you know, bringing them on board. I'm super excited by it. Um, question from Tyler Grant as well. Will the focus be on those with physical disabilities or is there scope to include those with neurodiversities as well?
0: Yep, neurodiversity is absolutely one of the broader segments that we would want to cover, and that would include from dyslexia to autism to yeah a lot of different you know down syndrome anything under that neurodiversity segment we 100 percent want to get them in front of brands and working with brands as well uh,
1: a question i know we've already answered but um maybe if you can again for for sumit uh, for suhit armin why go purple
0: so the color attributed to the spending power of disabled people is purple very much like the the pink pound is synonymous with the gay community. Um so the purple is for disabled people and it's 250 billion in the UK just a little little wedge of cash 250 billion and 8 trillion dollars globally. So that's why it's purple.
1: And the goat obviously. Yeah. Um
0: greatest of all time.
1: Absolutely. Um all right well listen it's been it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm sure everyone is going to hear a lot more um, from both of us about Goat Purple. We are up and live. If anyone would like to start speaking to, to Martin and the team, um, please do get in touch. Info at purplegoatagency.com. Um, if you're a Goat Agency client, please speak to your account manager. Um, the, the whole business is, is fully aware of this and behind this um, and, and they can put you straight in touch with Martin. Um, and the team in order to start trying to help with this. Uh, I think this is a, you know, really, really exciting as an entrepreneur. I'm really excited as a, you know, somebody who's trying to help brands every day. I think it's really exciting for them and they're going to see a lot of opportunity. And as someone who's who's getting to know this community better and better through you, I'm, I'm, I am I'm can really see some positive impact that can come out of this for everybody. So, you know, really exciting. It's an absolute pleasure from our side to to be partnering with you on it. Um, and yeah, have you got any final words for everyone, Martin?
0: Echoing what you're saying, just, uh, yeah, very exciting times, lots of good work to be done for everyone involved, and I think the last point I'd make is there's no such thing as a stupid question. I know people get quite caught up about language and not wanting to offend, and like I can't lift my arm up very far to shake hands, and there's always this awkward, like, do we shake, do we not, and like in the end it's better just to ask so if you've got any questions about appropriate or inappropriate wording and stuff like that just ask me because i'd rather get beyond that slightly irrelevant stuff and actually get on in terms of what we can do in a bigger way
1: it's a really good point Um, and a and a great way to end i think the two Two things that I want to finish on would be um, valuable, not vulnerable, which I think is absolutely critical that we change the perception of this, um, of this consumer group, which is all they are. It's it's, it's a consumer group um, like any other and nothing about us without us. And that, you know, it's odd for me to say, and I'm not saying it about me. I'm saying it um, about people that are in this specific community. And Martin is is obviously in a part of this community. And, and you know, you should be listening to people like Martin and other people that, That actually understand this Um, so really really exciting for us Um, look forward to speaking to you all um, about it more if you do have any questions obviously go to um, anyone at the goat agency or to martin directly Um, but really excited to get this going
0: yeah i will look forward eventually to have stuff content going on a purple goat channels but for the minute if people want to follow me on social we've got the daily sib where I'm interviewing lots of influencers in the community. So if people want to learn and get up to speed a bit around what's going on, that's another good way to do it. And I've got my travel book on Amazon. So I'm just going to plug everything now, Aaron. But, yeah, it's a good way for people to get to know me and the community through the book and through the blogs as well.
1: Absolutely. Couldn't recommend following Martin enough on on every platform. You'll be seeing a lot more of him on the main goat agency channels as well as time goes on and obviously the Purple Goat channel as that gets developed. Um Martin, really, really appreciate your time. Thank you to everyone for watching. Um onwards with Purple Goat. Yeah,
0: thanks a lot, Aaron. Take care everyone.
1: See you later, guys. Take care everyone.